Hey, Sarah. Hey, <laughs> what? I want to watch a romantic comedy. Why don't you stop trying to control everything in the known universe? It's dinner. Have a little faith that it will all work out. Welcome to romanticcomedycommentary.com, or as we like to call it, romcomcom.com. And as always, I'm Justin, and I'm here for you. <laughs> and he's always surprised <laughs> always. that he's on the air. And with me, like every other week, like last week and the week before, and Can probably you next week, it? we're back on. Is my co host, Sarah. And uh, Sarah, you wanted to first thing this week dive into uh all the boys i loved before which i keep wanting to call all the boys i ever loved oh yeah we keep calling it the wrong all thing. the boys i've loved before she has well her little sister drinks those little yogurt things oh yeah, yeah, yeah. from the asian marketplace or whatever the heck they get them well in columbus there's a japanese marketplace in kenny center mall and june and i went over there and i got yeah, Colts. Oh no, is that that's what they are? Yeah, this oh, is my. them. And I made Emma not drink them all oh, because wow. she immediately wanted to drink them all. June spilled the whole thing on the floor and broke one all over the floor as we were buying them. But this is the non-fat probiotic drink. Deesh. Contains live and active lactobacillus cassiserota. Okay, so should we? Yeah, we should try should it. Should try it and see if it really lives up to the hype that the because mm-hmm. the uh, Emma said it was tangy. Because ooh, that's how you want your <laughs> yogurt, yogurt drink to be. Yeah, they must be good because that the the boy that drove them to school like that was part of the. He bargain. went all the way across the city. Cheers, cheers, shalom. Yeah, I drink that. Hmm, it is kind of tangy. I don't test the tang so much. Well, maybe at the beginning. I actually like that. <laughs> I actually really do. Like, I didn't think I'd like a yogurt drink hmm. at all. Hmm. What would you... Dis- is that... I don't know what it is. Like a... I don't love like it. A, like a vanilla yogurt or something? Yeah, kind maybe? of. I think this is exactly the size of this drink I could have. Yeah. I think if you gave me two of these, it would be just... It would be too much. I think this is just... Too an, much live active culture. Exactly. It would just eat me from the inside out. <laughs> I think that this is the amount that I could drink and want more, but I don't know that I could drink... You do not care for this. I don't know if I like it. It's got a... It's got sediment at the bottom. I should have shaken it. Also, I am just in general thirsty right now, so maybe it's that's kind of it. like orange juice a little bit. Oh, that's the flavor. You know what this tastes like? An orange Julius. That's yeah, exactly what this tastes like. Yeah. We cracked a code. That's why yeah, I like it's it. It's kind of orangey. I used to love orange Julius. So we would go to a old defunct mall here in Columbus called uh, the French Market. Well, a continent French Market. And they'd have like a food court, you know, like a mall food court there. And mm. I would always get when I was little two tacos and orange Julius is my dinner. Wow. And that is awesome. Do you know that Dairy Queen bought the rights to Orange Julius mm-hmm. and you can go to Dairy Queen and get an Orange Julius? I do Julius. know that. Those frothy delight. <clears throat> Thank you, Sarah. That was You're a really welcome. nice surprise. Yakult. Yakult. Lots oh. of live and active cultures. Cool. So our guts will be Very alive. <laughs> I went to a wedding last weekend. Oh, yeah, you did. And it was beautiful. It was outdoors in the middle of rural Ohio. And... um. <laughs> the 
the groom was Brian's cousin he grew up with. They went to the same grade school. And his best man is telling a story about how he got the ring and he emailed his insurance company to say, I need insurance on this ring. And they said, great, just send us a pic. We'll be all set. And he's like, okay. And he took a selfie and sent it to the the insurance company. (laughs) And they were like, that's great. (laughs) We need a picture of the ring. (laughs) He was just like, oh, all right. (laughs) Sent it along. (laughs) If I ever have to do that, I'm just going to like take a photo with like my hand next to my face wearing something yeah. to kind of like oh wait does he, does he know what's going on there was Ooh. that reminds me on reddit there was a similar thing where someone put up a thing of their mom sending their car in for like oh i was in an accident like can you send can you send me some photos oh, of, no. the, of the front back and side and the mom's the mom sent the same thing it was a photo she went okay i don't know why but sent a photo of her standing forwards backwards and on the side <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> We really need to assess you. Oh, my. Yeah. And the best, I can't remember, the best man was like, I mean, he's a true gentleman to share that story with me. <laughs> because I was definitely going to tell it to everyone here. Yeah. It was so funny. Well, do you want to dive into this romantic comedy now, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Leap year? Question the, mark? The romantic comedy movie <laughs> that is... uh it's on Netflix. It is. Was that what it was on? Okay, mm-hmm. but this was... 2010. Act- this was an actual theater release, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It stars the delightful Amy Adams, if you are unaware of this film, along with one Mr. Matthew... Matthew Good. Good. And the undercard of this movie is really strong, I feel. The what? Like the undercard. Like the other... The non-starring actors... I don't undercard. Know. Well, it's like in a boxing match, you have the main event and then the undercard. Oh. I feel like Amy Adams. I that's not something people say about movies. I was just saying. All right. So okay, you have though, Adam Scott. Yeah. You have John Lithgow mm-hmm. and Caitlin Olsen. What is she in it? She's the best friend. Who's Caitlin Olsen? Uh, D from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> so, yeah. So she's she's in it. And looking at this though, uh, the ratings on it. Let's let's be really upfront here, man. Twenty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, thirty three percent on Metacritic, and then the bullshit rating that I don't buy, man. This makes me really question Google. Google. Yeah, ninety three percent like this movie. Mm, Google's got it. I don't know what's wrong with Google. I mean, I've agreed with it up until this point because all I mean, I'll put it out there right at the beginning. I really didn't enjoy watching this that much. It had some really we'll get into it. It had some really bright spots. Yeah, it is not one I will probably revisit later. No, but I mean, it's not a ton of fun. Yes, it's not really lighthearted. It had so much potential. I felt like. Uh, it gets back to, well, the funny thing is the director, Anand Tucker, apparently Matthew Good did this movie because he wanted to work with Anand Tucker. And he did Shop Girl. He did Red Riding, like the Red Riding Hood horror series. He's done like a lot of more serious stuff. Girl with the Pearl Earring, he produced. And I'm not sure why he did this movie. Yeah. But he he, did. He did. (laughs) 
Yeah, so Hillary and Jackie, whatever that is. But some more serious movies, or at least deeper movies. And I feel like he was maybe trying to bring that to this story, but it, it's a rom-com. Yeah. So it didn't translate all that well. Well, you saying that kind of makes sense, because the movie does have how it was shot was much literally darker in tones yeah. than everything else. And I get that yeah. they're in. Okay. So the writer also wrote Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it, And Maid of Honor. It had potential. I don't think it was like a bad concept. I just don't think the execution nailed it. But do you want to give for people that haven't... I should say the writers. They were writing team. They also wrote Can't Hardly Wait Together. Nice. Yes. Do you want to give the, uh, Sarah a very quick summary of the movie in case someone hasn't seen this? They can it's at least gonna follow on. It's going to be quick because I don't remember it all because <laughs> it was like two weeks ago. I still feel like even if you did remember it, you could probably breeze through most of this in yeah. about two to three sentences yeah. and be fairly concise. Amy Adams' character lives in Boston. She's been in she's been in a relationship with Adam Scott for like three years. Her dad is John Lithgow. She's a stager. She wants this fancy place. She's a very type A personality. Her husband's a doctor. He goes to Ireland. She wants to surprise him there. No boyfriend. Oh, did I say husband? husband? Yeah. Oh boy. Her boyfriend. She wants to surprise him in Dublin. It happens to be leap. Close to leap day. So she's like, I'm going to go and propose to him. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And because she's tired of him not taking it to the next level. Instead of going to Dublin, the plane gets rerouted. All this ridiculous stuff happens. She meets Matthew Good at this tiny pub in the middle of nowhere. And they take this adventure to get to Dublin. Meanwhile, she falls for Matthew Good. But right when she gets to the hotel, her boyfriend proposes. She goes back to Boston with him, but she realizes that he's not the right one. She surprises Matthew Good in Ireland, and they end up together. So my question to you from the get-go, yeah, are is this like based on an actual thing? Do you think? Apparently, it's based on a Bollywood movie. Well, no, I mean the actual act of women. Oh yeah, no, propose, that's, that's a real. real thing. Yeah, that's real. Why? I mean, I mean, I guess there's some historical is patriarchal reason. and full of shit. Okay, I was <laughs> gonna say though, as a strong, you know, independent woman who don't need no man, like I feel like we you, get one day. Well, like you, you could propose. I could get proposed to by a lady on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday. You pick. It doesn't matter. Well, leap day it doesn't, doesn't have a specific day. Well, of it doesn't. Okay, it could be. It could be on the first of the month, the second of the month, the third, and there so forth. <laughs> so, I. It seems absolutely absurd to me. I did Google it real quick, and it says that this stems supposedly from a nun complaining to St. Patrick that women had to wait too long for their suitors to propose, so they struck a deal, and St. Patrick decreed that on only the one day in February, which occurs every four years, women were allowed to propose. Wow. That is bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, Allowed to propose? Yeah. Is the church now in control of everything? I guess. I, uh... Or was... Wait, and women either have to wear breeches or a scarlet petticoat to pop the question? I don't know what a breeches (laughs) is. Pants. They have to wear pants. <laughs> Wait, pants are called breeches? Well, they're like shorter pants. So where is that where breeches come from? Someone just couldn't pronounce breeches? Well, that's what, yeah, that's the same thing. Oh, okay. Well, 
That's fantastic. Yeah, I didn't care for this movie, but let's dive Uh, into it. And maybe by the end of it, I'll like it more remembering it. So the first thing that I've written here, though, about Leap Year is that the movie just feels paced too fast. It felt like as I was Hmm. watching it. Yeah, never mind that. Well, no, it felt like I had it literally on one and a half times speed. I actually stopped at one point to make sure I hadn't hit to speed it up a little huh. bit because just felt like everything was moving a little too fast and a little too frantic. Uh, but it opens up with, you know, Adam Scott and her, uh, I think they're eating or something. And yeah, she wants to get this apartment. Oh yeah. That's in it. this fancy building and they have to meet with the board and you know, everyone's been trying to get this apartment but she's like this perfect tenant and she's a stager for apartments that are for sale. So she knows what she's doing, blah, blah, blah. But um, I think I probably enjoyed it more than you because I had just watched Amy Adams in the miniseries Sharp Objects. Okay. Which is really freaking dark, like really, like doesn't get darker than this. Totally different character. I mean, really... Um, self-mutilating, awful character. And now she's playing this, like, super uptight, like, perfectionist, has everything. And then Adam Scott is, like, the best ever. Mm -hmm. Like, he can never do wrong with Adam Scott. And then Matthew Good was amazing. Did you ever see um, A Simple Man? A Simple Man. It was Tom Ford's first directing... His directorial debut, Tom Ford, the the clothing designer. No, I'm not at all familiar it's with that. It's Colin Firth, and Matthew Good is his lover in like the 1960s in California. Okay. So good. Hmm. And then he was, of course, in The Good Wife. You love The Good Finn. Wife. <laughs> yeah. So he plays these pretty serious characters, which is why it's funny to see him in this role. But according to IMDb, he took it because he wanted to work with uh, a non Tucker, and then he also could fly back to London every weekend, so it was easy money without much commitment. Oh, he was in Watchmen. I've seen, that's the yeah. only movie of his that I've mm-hmm. seen him. I've I've actually seen. He's great. Yeah, and oh. I. But I'm not sure why. Aren't there plenty? This is the thing with casting. Mm. Aren't there plenty of Irish guys who could play this role? Yeah, and he's I. He's not think Irish. He isn't. No. Oh well, yeah. There's tons. He's British. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Well, it's fine. I mean, he was fine in it. I I liked him in it. Yeah. I just in all. He's a little too standoffish for my taste. I mean, from the beginning, I just I didn't feel that there was a lot of chemistry. I between know them. that was part of it. They just it I felt agree. flat. Yeah, I don't think they had a lot of chemistry. I think Gerard Butler could have brought something to the table that yeah. Matthew Good didn't. It's like oh, he's yeah. too serious. Yeah. And like Gerard Butler can play serious and aloof, but also still like yeah. kind of ribald and sexy. Well, Amy Adams, I I don't ribald. know her her the stuffy thing kind of got it got a, they beat it to death yeah. a little much. It was like we get it, like she won't let her suitcase she out was of her on sight. a mission. Yeah. Oh, that suitcase was the best part of the movie. The suitcase was fun. Okay, then the heels at least. Like it was there were just things that they kept Louis. beating down. Yeah. Louis Vuitton. Okay, the more we're talking about it, it seems like you really did like this movie. I didn't mind it. Um but okay, so I looked up that suitcase. Yes. It depending on which one it is, I'm not sure if it's the Horizon 50, the Horizon 55 or the Horizon 70. Should I be sitting down? Can you guess how much it is? Fuck. Sarah, I don't even want to fire out a, <laughs> a, a number and embarrass myself. 
I have no gauge. The smallest one, the Horizon 50, is $2,800. Fuck you. What? The Horizon 55 is $3,250. For a bat? For a suitcase? And the Horizon 70 is $3,900. I'll put this on Instagram. What? Yeah, this was eight years ago, so maybe it was closer to two grand. For a bag? Well, it's a rolling Louis Vuitton suitcase. That presumably just goes in the belly of an airplane. Louis Vuitton. (laughs) Jesus uh, Louise. Or dragged around the streets of wherever BFE Ireland. Oh my God. No, thank you, man. I am just yeah. too. I, the that's peg- not just me being cheap, right? No, they're insane. Okay, good. Yeah. There's one here for five grand. Okay, so either way, we meet Amy Adams. We meet my uh, uh, Adam Scott. They're dating. They've been dating for a while. She mm-hmm. thinks he's going to propose. He ultimately does not. She has to go to a medical conference. I feel like they did a good job of getting enough into her backstory to explain why she's obsessed with security and being type A, but not really like wallowing in it. Yeah. It was like she tried to meet her dad. He was running super late and seems just like he never had his SH together. Played by John Lithgow. John Lithgow. That was a great casting. I wish he would I wish he would have been in a little more. I know. And then I kinda like the Boston to Ireland connection. Like she looks like she's straight out of Ireland. Because she is basically. Mm -hmm. And then late it doesn't get into it till much later that she tells Matthew Good like I had nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I agree. I thought that was pretty good. It it didn't bogged the story down like you said no it was a good job on backstory without you know getting wallowing and sad or anything so adam scott ends up not proposing oh yeah they go out to a fancy dinner her friend had seen him at a jewelry store played by caitlin olsen from always sunny that's right d sweet d she honestly i think she i wish she would have had a bigger role in this movie because i think she could have been a like judy greer level sassy best friend and i would love to see her in another romantic comedy speaking of which judy greer just wrote a book really we should probably read that for research yeah it was basically about being like the the secondary character and everything oh that could be a fun read yeah i like judy greer an awful lot me too uh but so adam scott ends up not proposing yeah he gives her earrings which are really nice earrings. Yeah. But it's like, get a clue, man. And he ends up going to Dublin, Ireland for some... He's a surgeon. A medical conference. Yeah, yeah. he goes for a medical conference. Mm-hmm. She ends up deciding... What was the impetus? Who got her convinced to go Her propose? dad was talking about oh, cause it. Oh, because her grandmother mm-hmm. supposedly did. Yeah. And uh, she's like, that's crazy. And then the very next scene... She's like, I'm not going to do that. And then like buys a plane ticket. She's like, I'm going to go do that. I'm doing it. The plane gets diverted. She ends up. There's like turbulence. And I would be like, get me the fuck out of this plane. And then she ends up getting on a boat or something. I think a boat. And yeah. Then takes the plane's to diverted a... to England, to to Wales, isn't it? Diverts plane. Yes. Diverts plane to Wales. And then... Hires a boat to take her to Cork. That's crazy. Like in a storm <laughs> across that channel i'm like no oh yeah i guess i didn't really piece that together too she goes to a small seaside village because no one else dingle because no one else will take her and it's like it's supposed to take her to dublin but the weather's too bad so they go to dingle but she's also is it just the tradition aspect though then because she seems like a fairly modern and forward woman so wouldn't she because she really needs to get there on leap day yeah but she's a fairly modern woman wouldn't she just why couldn't she just do it any other time I come back to? Is it just tradition? 
What, the leap day thing? Yeah, like why does she have to propose on leap day? Is it just literally the tradition is what she's beholden to? Uh, yeah. Because this seems like a lot of effort for just some goofy... She's a modern woman, but she seems very entrenched in the, you know, patriarchal it, culture. It of... just seems bonkers to me. Be like, you want to propose? Just just propose. Yeah. Why are you waiting to leap year? Okay. Well, That's either the way, problem. I guess it's our, I mean, it's our... she is very, like, traditional, if you couldn't tell. And doesn't even want to really do this. Huh. But then she's decided she's going to do it, so she's going to do it. I don't know. So she ends up in Dingle. She meets Matthew Good because he owns the local kind of tavern. and The only thing in town. Yeah, because she stays there, she too. She calls it's a cab, hotel. and it's him answering the phone. <laughs> he, like, hid in the back. And then she wants a hotel, and it's there above the bar. And she wants to get something to eat, and the only place is there. Because that's it. So... That's what she has to deal with. Have you been to Ireland? No. No. Would you go to Ireland? Heck yeah. Do you remember? So our friend Joe, he went to Ireland on a study abroad. Did you ever get berated by him about all of his stories and business ideas that came out of it? I didn't get business ideas. Oh, you never got the... He drunkenly told me how he wanted to take Linda on their honeymoon there. Aw. Yeah. So he didn't give you the baked potato idea? What? Oh. No. (laughs) So he pitched this to me. He will tell you not that much. Mm -hmm. I will tell you he confidently pitched this to me at least five times. The basic idea was he said in he said when he was in Ireland there was a late night hangover place that just served baked potatoes but with crazy toppings hmm. and he thought that if you brought to Ohio State's campus or Dayton's campus a place that was open late that only served baked potatoes with crazy toppings you know like mounds of cheese or gravy and you know sour cream and well your your normal stuff but then like just over the top stuff he was convinced that that was how he was going to make his millions was on a late night baked potato shop now this is going to i never heard about this this is really going to shock you never once have i heard this pitch sober never once have i heard this even mentioned on 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 a whisper sober Mm -hmm. uh but you get about five or six drinks into him at least in college you were getting the potato pitch probably on the off chance that you wish to be an investor i'm surprised that i never heard it i am absolutely Probably too busy moonwalking and drinking at the Legion. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. He also was, yeah, well, that was, that was, so I've never been to Ireland either, but yeah, apparently when you go there, you eat baked potatoes, he says. Well, this will give you some idea of Ireland size compared to Ohio. It is approximately. The size of Ohio. No, two times smaller. Okay. Ohio is like 106 kilometers and, um, squared and ireland's like seventy thousand. okay so and there's probably and where, where they were and they went to cork wait, right do do that again where they're at probably there okay this is wales so okay. they probably landed there and then went across huh. i'll put this up on instagram okay mm-hmm. she's trying to go to dublin i mean that's not a crazy amount to travel well, no, it's not very big. No, it's not. At it's all. probably Cincinnati to slightly north of Columbus. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Mansfield. I just don't know. So she ends up convincing Adam Good to drive her all the way to Dublin in this little tiny beat up car. Mm-hmm. I Bert, love. What I, is his name? Birdie. 
Declan O'Callaghan. No, no, no. What's the car's name? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Little tiny cool car. I do like, okay, the one thing I will say about the Louis Vuitton gag is I do like how he refers to it like a person. Louis! Yeah. Don't I, worry, okay. I've got Louis. Yeah, that is kind of funny. So <laughs> he ends up driving her. Uh, they get stopped by a bunch of cows. And yeah. then she gets out and the car rolls backwards. Into a lake. Hilarity ensues. I thought that was pretty funny. And she gets Louis stolen by these guys. Yeah, these guys, these creepy dudes pull up in a van and she's yeah. like, hey, I'm not from this country. I'm just going to hop in with these weirdos. Yeah. He tells her not to. Yeah, she gets Louis <laughs> stolen. They end, up, they end up walking to a pub where those guys are at. Mm-hmm. Declan gets in a fight with them. They get Louis back. Yep. That was weird. They get kicked out. They get kicked out. They go to a train station. They finally... I like how the train conductor is... Or the ticket seller guy mm. is like... She's like, what is wrong with this country? And he's like, well, I usually blame the government, but this time it's the weather. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> and then they go to his house, which they've made into a and b and his wife... Is like, well, there were these backpackers here and they told me flat out that they're not married. So, you know, I just had to kick them out because it's just not appropriate to stay together when you're not married, not under my roof. (laughs) And so then they realize they have to pretend they're married. Mm -hmm. Okay, so from the train station, they end up hiking up this big hill to get to a castle because they have some time to burn before the train comes. When they get up there, they ask each other for whatever reason, if a fire happened, they had 60 seconds to get out of there you know house what would they end up grabbing and that ends up being like a pretty big part in this movie mm-hmm. the idea of like it basically what's makes her reevaluate her life and what matters mm-hmm. it's like she's taken out of her comfort zone and away from all her stuff and she never really had the chance to do that before because she's always been working so hard her whole life to be secure and to have you know wealth and traditional materialistic things you know and then she meets him and has to basically evaluate what the hell is actually important to her and adam scott can play he can play a douche really well like he can play wicked he can play wicked he can play a rube really well he can play a really nice guy really well he it's like he somehow was all three of those a little bit in this episode where it's like he was just like out of touch enough plus insensitive but also seemed like a nice guy but also kind of like a doctor douche you know it's like yeah yeah he wasn't like a terrible person he was a mean-spirited guy yeah he was just and the only reason he proposes to her is because the board of the apartment uh building was like the only thing that's stopping us from giving you this is that you're not married and he's like oh that's coming so that's basically what forced his hand not that he actually really loves her Mm. and wants to be with her what would you actually take did you think about that yeah. at all? What would you take if you had? Well, my I mean, problem is our wedding photos are in the basement on a shelf. So that I would be screwed. <laughs> you don't think 60 seconds you can make it from... Where's the fire? Okay. Uh, let's say the fire... I mean, I've got two kids, a dog, and a fish. Okay. We're going to assume, for the purposes of this exercise, your uh, two kids, your dog, and your fish 
are already outside with Brian. Yeah. Okay, like everything's outside. And in looking at the house and how it is burning, you can tell you have about 60 seconds to make it in and get one last thing. Your family is safe. Your dog is safe. Hmm. You can get one thing you believe. And where the fire is at, let's say that it was in your living room and it was the TV. So you still have access to like most of the house, but it's spreading. You can tell it's going to spread and block the door in about 30, 60 seconds. Ugh. So you can still make it to the basement, but you got 60 seconds. So if hmm. you had, so assuming that that is. It just freaks me out to go into the basement if there's a fire. Like that doesn't seem safe. <laughs> you know what I'm going to want to do this weekend at June's birthday party. Start a fire in my house? I hope not. <laughs> okay. So, you know the other thing I would like to do this weekend at June's birthday party? I want to get a stopwatch and uh, have you stand at the front door and see if you can make it downstairs, get your wedding photos, and make it back oh, up in 60 seconds. Oh, I definitely seconds. can. Well, then, so for the exercise, for the purposes of this exercise, then you're saying wedding photos probably. If you could make well, it there in 60 seconds. I would have already grabbed it on the way out, but my blanket... Okay. Like that, I don't know if, I guess that comes before the wedding photos. I, I have my blanket every day. Mm. I don't have my wedding photos every day, but they're the only professional photos we have, but they weren't that good. <laughs> it sounds just, like you're going to eat up a lot of your, your 60 seconds thinking of what to debating. get. Debating, yeah, I got to figure this out. I don't know. <laughs> a whole bunch of yarn. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. But I guess that's good, though, that there's not, it doesn't seem like you're, you know, you're not saying, oh, I need to get my laptop. Oh, I, oh, I need to get, you know, you're not the yeah. TV. You're not coming with goofy, dumb stuff. You're, <laughs> you know, you're starting with like blanket that means a lot or a, a wedding photo album or, yeah, you know, something like that. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. That says a lot about you and that you're not Adam Scott. What was he going to grab? Oh, the computers and the camera and and all that. Yeah. But that's a normal thing. If you're, if you think like, oh shit, the fire alarm's going off. Like that's a, like that's a pragmatic thing. Be like, yeah, we got to grab the laptops and stuff, you know? I think I wouldn't even think about a laptop to be perfectly honest. It wouldn't even be a blip on my radar. Really? Oh, not even, it wouldn't even occur to me. Plus like everything that I need is kind of like doubled up stored elsewhere you mm-hmm. know like an off-site storage type of you know situation like a the cloud the cloud it's the cloud for my cloud oh all right so i yeah so I, what would you grab um i don't know i have this little blanket i've had since i was a kid that, like probably, that, would, that would honestly probably be it like i can't yeah. i don't really have a ton of things like possessions that are like my my acoustic guitar. My, oh yeah, my dad bought me that, so that's kind of an important mm-hmm. thing. But really, like I'm kind of hard pressed. There's not a lot I have that I couldn't replace pretty easily. And if it yeah. was like a 60 second fire, you know, 60 seconds to get in and get out. There's a fire. I it, may grab some of the art because, like, my grandma's uh, cousin did this one painting in our hallway, and that painting in there was in my grandma's house mm. and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I should probably grab that. I'm just picturing you running out of the house just with picture, like giant like, <laughs> yeah. painting frames under each arm. Mm. Like, Brian, get the other one. <laughs> what do you think Brian would grab? Would he grab golf clubs? They're already in his car. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd be driving down the street to get them he'd as far away He'd just be reversing his car out of the driveway. <laughs> um, I don't know what he would grab. Probably photo stuff. I don't know. He has like three big boxes of keepsakes in the basement and then a bunch in the attic of the garage that I'm like, 
what are you doing with all of this? <laughs> just There's like a dr- an African drum in there. <gasps> Can we use that for June's birthday party? I guess. Yes. His dad just dropped off a bunch of stuff and was like, this is yours now. We can use it to time how long you have. Like each second will be one beat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Getting real. Your neighbors are going to hate this party. This is going to be an after the most people have left activity. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So they're in this, they're at the top of this castle. They're having a romantic second, a romantic moment. And she even goes like, oh my God, you're hitting on me. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm absolutely not hitting on you. <laughs> I don't think he was hitting on her. No, I don't either. Yeah. I think she But was, I think it was the first time that she was like, oh. This is a man. Maybe he's not so bad. And they see the train coming. The train goes away. Hate is very close to love. The opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. Ooh, that's a good mm-hmm. point. There's a song. What the hell is that song? Oh, does it go the opposite of love and hate is indifference? No. Oh, okay. Oh, that's all I got. Fuck. <laughs> I'll have to think about that. But you you did not help that. <laughs> so they see the train coming. The train goes by. They end of up course, spending. they're covered in mud because she's trying to run down this path. Yeah. And she falls down an Irish hillside in heels and slides down. Like, how do you not get cut to shit? Because that was not like a smooth yeah. hill. Movie magic. It was magic. a very um, Princess Bride moment mm-hmm. when they're rolling down the hill. Mm-hmm. As you oh. wish. They end up, like you said, spending the night at the the train man's house, and I the love train man's house. The train man's house, <laughs> and they come up with their their married name. They just combine oh, each yeah. of their names. Oh, Brady Callahan. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they stay there. It, I like the romantic comedy thing. It it really has to be a trope at this point of of, of a couple walking into a room, like not a couple, but two people that aren't a couple yet walking into a room and looking at the bed and making like the gym from the office face. Like, yeah. Mm, what are we going to do? I don't here? know about this. Cause you know, mm-hmm. do people in rom-coms know if you climb into a bed with a member of the opposite sex, it's not like you get pregnant immediately. Like two members mm. of the opposite sex can occupy a bed, but it is weird, especially when it's just a guy who's supposed to be driving you to Dublin. So it's not weirder to make him sleep in the shower after he takes a shower like 10 feet away, which is what happens in this movie. I don't know. That was weird, too. I don't think I cared for that scene. I didn't <laughs> care for this movie. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, she like takes a shower and he can see through the mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's like, your form is pleasing. So I'll tell you one of the most hated things I have in this world. And they say it in this movie around this time. It, reassuring someone that it'll all work out in the end. It's in my, the quote that I use. I hate it. I absolutely <laughs> hate that as advice. Like, no, quite often it does not work out all right. Man, it's great to think that that's fine. But like, if you're going to give me advice, like give me something I can actually use. Like that's not going to make me feel better. And it's not really helping the situation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I would have mu- a little faith. It'll all work out. Yeah. No, I hate that advice. <laughs> I would much rather have someone just be like, you know what? This really sucks. There's a good chance. It's going to continue sucking. Yeah. Like, all you can do is keep going. You don't have another option. Like, Bri- all right, good. Brian's I like that a very like solution based person. Mm. And some, I'm just like, stop. I just, I don't want to hear it. I that, just want you to agree that it's bad. Well, see, no, I can deal with solutions, but that, I guess that's what I'm uh, saying is I would rather have than just like, it'll all work well, out. Well, that's very like, lip service Like, it'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's more what I hate than I guess, yeah, the lip yeah. service aspect of it. But 
yeah, if it's shitty, just say like, yeah, this is actually pretty shitty. Like, no yeah. two ways about this, Bob. But you know, you uh, know. Oh, okay. The next part, probably the creepiest. They're movie. all making out. Yeah, yeah. This is the creepiest part in any romantic like, comedy we've let's watched. Let's see a yet. romantic kiss. Uh, so, for anyone that hasn't seen the movie, can you? Please just describe this one scene. I don't know how it starts, but... There's not a way that it is not creepy. They like, the proprietor's kiss, and someone's like, well, that, you know, that's real love. And then they're like, Weren't yeah, the well, what about, what something? about you two? And it's like the Italian couple. And that's they're like, it, yeah. oh, we'll show you. And they basically start making out. And everyone's like, ooh, okay. And they're like, what about you two? And... Amy Adams and Matthew Good are like, no, we're fine. We're very private. And they're like, no, you have to show us. And like, he basically just like turns and like, like full on kisses her. And that's when, of course, like the, the trope is like, oh, there's really something here. And they're like, we can tell that that was meaningful. Well, the one, the part that got really creepy about that is when they were trying to convince them to kiss how they convinced them was to say you're amongst friends sarah you're a friend and i'm not making out in front of you no, with i'd prefer anybody. not to see that <laughs> yeah i know and you know what you and i'm Brian not interested make- in evaluating how much you love your significant <laughs> other based on making out in front of me yeah but did you did you also agree that it was a little weird to be like no no no, come on you can do it we're friends no yeah, no no, no, it's, no it's fine cool. yeah, we yeah. want to watch yeah we all, we all want we're to- all into it here it was just the artifice you know that's the the artifice of the rom-com. Still, that was easily the creepiest part yeah. of any If they had leaned into it and made it more comedic and made that guy intentionally creepy, it would yeah. have been funny. Oh, yeah. This could have been a very funny scene. But, but this was not that, yeah, unfortunately. It, they Their reactions was their reactions were the reactions of the viewer. Being like, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know about this. Yeah. I guess we're going to do it. And then they sleep in the same bed after all and neither of them can sleep it's like they're obviously thinking about each other and then the next morning they get up to go to the train station and the proprietor's like oh no the trains don't run on sundays and she's like shit so they decide to walk to the nearest place well, the, no, the trains don't run on sundays well where's your car oh well his wife took it to go to oh, church yeah. oh well, in, dublin. Tra- in dublin yeah and then she's like well i'm just gonna freaking walk to dublin it's not that far and so they start walking he's like following behind her because he doesn't want something bad to happen to her and then hail starts coming down so they run into the nearest church and apparently there's a wedding on a sunday morning question mark yeah because it's still morning and i know that they have morning weddings a lot in in england and ireland but then they get invited and they stay for the reception and it, the reception into goes the into night. the night. Yeah. So it's like, this doesn't make sense timeline wise when, if this wedding was at like 10 or 11 AM and it's now it's night. Like that's like an eight hour a hell of situation. A, a hell of a wedding party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and, it looked really fun. And that they got to stay at the wedding because the priest invited them and then was going to drive them when the wedding oh, was yeah. over. But everyone mm-hmm. was like, Pretty drunk. Yeah, he got her to let her hair down. I okay, that is one part in this movie I did like is at the wedding mm-hmm. they kind of had a moment of honesty. He talked about the girl that broke his heart. heart yeah, you know how she had the his mom's wedding ring still, I believe, from when he proposed. The clattering, the clattering. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, 
then he ends up getting her out to dance and do like an Irish jig. Yeah. Just and then she gets and... spun around by another wedding guest and is like spinning in the air. And finally he's like laughing because she's finally like enjoying herself, letting her hair down. And then her shoe flies off and hits the bride in the face. And she's like, oh my gosh. And the bride's being really cool about it. She's like, I'm so sorry. And then she, as she's leaning over, she like trips or something and hits the bride again. I can't remember. But she just like hits her twice. It's bad. I, th- I thought that, okay, I will say this. I may not have liked this that movie. That was a good part. But there were probably like five or six genuine belly laughs in this. I laughed when she, the car rolled away from her when yeah. she stepped in that. I laughed at some of the Louis stuff. I laughed at the wedding, getting hit in the head. Mm-hmm. There are probably like two or three other parts that I, I had a pretty decent belly laugh on. Yeah. So not to say it didn't, it doesn't have parts this that are part worth it. This kind of reminded me of 27 Dresses when mm. they go off out into the country, remember? Yeah, yeah. Kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. They're in the mix together. Yeah. But I really liked what the bride said um, when she did her toast to her husband. It's such an Irish thing. It is very thing. Irish. Yeah. May you never cheat, lie, or steal. You're not doing an Irish accent. I, I can't do an Irish accent. But if you must steal, then steal away my sorrows. And if you must lie with lie with me all the nights of my life and if you must cheat then please cheat death because i couldn't live a day without you <laughs> that is good that's very sweet and if you must cheat cheat death because i wouldn't want to live a day without you Ooh. see isn't that good that is good do women really love an irish accent oh yeah definitely are you did you ever watch scrubs yeah did you ever see the episode with colin farrell no i there, don't remember there's an episode i think it's just one episode with colin farrell and they'll it'll be him just like talking and then it'll cut to JD and it'll cut back to him and Elliot will, and just a random girl like Elliot or, or uh, Carla will be literally making out with him and they'll go like, wait, what the hell just happened? And she'll step back and be like, whoa, how did that happen? I gotta go and they'll cut yeah. back and then they'll be doing it. Yeah. It's like the whole I'm episode he's just doing that. an accent whore. Oh, really? <laughs> I love accents. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm looking at pictures of Colin Farrell in Scrubs. Like, huh. He has like a goatee, looks like a badass. <laughs> Seriously. Cool. I know. Mm. He must have been on a couple times. Okay. So then they end up, I mean, fast forward, they end up in Dublin. I think that's about yeah. the next chunk. Fast forward, they end up in Dublin. Yeah, they end up, they take a bus. I don't know. She All finds, oh, well, there is that one part. They're sitting in the, they're sitting in the, town square waiting on the bus mm-hmm. he's asleep she gets up he thinks she left for good but and, she just went to get coffee yeah but it was like the panic i think that's when he realized yeah. he had fallen for mm-hmm. they go to dublin uh he gets her all the way there they walk through saint Stephen's square for some reason and like have a nice time looking at all the ducks mm-hmm. and then they go to the hotel and she introduces him to adam scott and then Adam proposes to her right then and there. Yeah. And she turns around to see that, that uh, Matthew Good is gone. Mm. And she's like, oh, shit. So they go back to America. Meanwhile, Matthew Good looks up his ex who lives in Dublin, which is why he's hated Dublin forever, and gets his ring back. I will say that's one thing I like that this movie did that I don't know that too many others we've watched have done is it dealt with closure. Mm-hmm. Like it was yeah. it, I, a lot of them that that's just in it's, that it's, way it did but then i get annoyed because she goes back to the u.s and they have an engagement party in their new beautiful apartment and it's clear that they 
got together because they both valued nice things. But now she's like reevaluating her shit and she's like, maybe we're not as compatible as I thought. Mm. And the only reason he asked me to marry him is because we wanted this apartment. apartment. And she pulls the fire alarm to see what he'll do. And then she realizes like they're not compatible after all. Yeah, that was a little over the top. He was just grab. He was like, I need this computer. Not this computer. I need this. And he's yeah. setting. It's like just grab, show him grabbing everything and just get out of there. But- right. But then it's like she just basically burns her life to the ground f- for this guy. Yeah. Who she knew they've for never th- had a conversation about being together. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have like any money because there's this whole side story about how he's trying to save the pub and everyone in the town like gives him money to save the pub or something. So he doesn't have any money. It's like a really backwater place with like one thing one place to go and it's like this is you're gonna burn your whole life that you've spent years and years and years building on no security whatsoever with this guy that you don't even know whether he's gonna take you like (laughs) okay and i guess that's like the beautiful love moment of a rom-com but it feels like cheating kind of i don't know it feels not what would you have wanted to see there instead then like how could they have improved this for you i mean would you have wanted to see like the breakup talk between her and adam scott or maybe something more there than just like him grabbing computers when a fire alarm gets pulled would you want like one conversation earlier yeah one conversation between them earlier about what the hell his life goals are Mm -hmm. because it seems like he's just been living in this like angsty but didn't he didn't they a little bit address that when he talked about his ex-girlfriend that he they talked about the pub and just how that was their goal maybe so kind of blow that portion of it up and just show him that he's driven in some kind of way but is he because it's like a shithole i the way i took it when he from the story he told about his ex-girlfriend is that once they broke up that's when he kind of lost the fire in his belly and then after when she goes back and yeah. we see him having that fundraiser to save it. Hmm. That's how I took it was that she like relit, you know, to whatever hmm. kind of passion he had towards that. I guess I get what you're saying. Maybe it's something like that being a little bit more explicitly stated and actually give them a reason to want to be together than other than we spent like three days together. Yeah. yeah now I'm going to grenade my whole life. That does though, man, like, you got to really be unhappy for a while in your situation to grenades your whole life yeah. after three days of meeting someone. Like, after everything you've worked for yeah. and everything to just be like, this isn't what I want at all. Blah. Well, I will say this. He's a doctor. <laughs> I will say this. I do know someone who moved to Ireland after knowing a guy. I do too. For less than 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, he was a bartender. Is it the Irish? So this isn't outside the realm of reality. It It just seems like. Yeah, she moved to Ireland. So for all of our critiques of this. He turned out to be a douchebag and she moved home. Well, I mean, so did this other one, but I think she was there like a year or two. Yeah. Do we know the same person? (laughs) I don't. That's the frightening thing. I don't. Okay, wait. On three, say their name. One, two, three. No, okay, different names. Okay, good. <laughs> Both start with A. But for all our critiques of this film being unrealistic, yeah. we each but know... But she was there on vacation okay, and met him. so was mine. And met him at a bar, and he was so the was bartender. No, nah, mine wasn't the bartender. And then convinced her to come back, and she moved there for him. That 
is what happened in mine. And then, yeah. He turned out to be a total sociopath. So this is an actual thing that happened. It's that accent, man. We're, I mean, we're two out of two for people in this room knowing someone that moved to Ireland to meet yeah. someone after they met someone randomly. Holy shit. Okay. Weird. So this movie is probably more realistic than we ever realized. It's that accent. Jesus criminy. Um, she goes back. But she, Amy Adams had a lot going on for her in Boston. Sure seemed like it anyhow. Yeah. But she goes back to Ireland. She, his pub is hopping. They're Mm -hmm. trying to save it. He's cooking all these fancy dishes. Yeah. And he ends up getting a dish sent back for being dry. And he like loses his shit and goes out. Who here said my chicken is dry? And is like yelling at all the people in the bar. And then she's like, I did. (laughs) And it's just that whole thing is awkward. And I agree with you. I think the thing that I had trouble with was that they didn't seem like they had natural chemistry. Yeah. And so at the end, when it's like, here we are. And she's like, I want to not make plans with you. And then he disappears. I'm rolling my so eyes. So she, of course, walks over to the largest cliff that they have. Yeah, I didn't. I'm was like, she, fuck that. Was Get the, away from that Yeah, edge. was the implication that she was going to go for a, you know. Dip? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I think she was just looking out over the water. That's what I took but it he, as. Like, he finds oh no. her very quickly somehow. Yeah. And. He's like, you ran away. And she's like, well, you, you walked away. away. You, no, you you left. You left. Or something. Yeah. And he's like, like, I didn't leave. You I'm... walked away. Or what? whatever the hell. And he's like, yeah, I didn't leave. I was I getting get something. This. And then he brings out the clottering. And she knows that that's the clottering that his ex-girlfriend that's had. So special he, one. So he overcame. It was his mother's. And he's like, I don't want to not make plans with you. And she's like, okay. He's like, I want to make plans with you. And I'm like, is it the wordplay? Or is it your lack of chemistry? I don't know what it is. But this is really, And it's making me nervous that you're standing on this edge cliff. of this cliff. But it's just not where I want any of this to be. It's like, maybe you guys should shake hands and move on i don't know <laughs> shake hands and move on that's what i want to say a romantic comedy that ends with a handshake oh no we have had a romantic comedy that ends in a handshake which one roman holiday that's true it ended with a handshake oh, and a good so good <laughs> yeah and that was the most was romantic of them all oh man uh. so it can be done it can. When well, you're Gregory Peck, you can do anything. That's a good point. So the end of this movie did introduce, or it did, maybe not, it didn't introduce it, but it another rom-com, and I will call it a trope, trope jumped out to me that we haven't talked about before, uh, ending the movie on like an overly clever line. Because the ending of the movie like closed in on those old men talking. And oh, I forget what yeah, they I said. Oh, yeah, I like that. But that's that is... great to have a, or to get engaged on a Sunday. And he's like, no, on Monday. And they're like arguing about what day. But that's, but I feel like that is kind of very tropey that we haven't addressed yet is like having yeah. these sappy rom coms end, but with like a, a very like witty retort on the way out the door. Mm-hmm. So that's one that we need to add to our not, not a. Curmudgeonly uh, old men. Yeah, not like our elements of romantic comedies, but our tropes as they a ending on a on a sassy or smart Alec response. Do you want to run through some of those elements of rom coms to see how many we've hit in this one? Yes. All right. So the meet cute is when she comes into Dingle <laughs> and is like, "Can I use your phone?" And he never says anything to her, but he gives her the number for a cab company. And then she calls it, and he's in the back room, and it's actually him. 
so she didn't know his voice. That's kind of a cute. That is okay. That's cute. cute. Yeah. The reason they can't be together slash the conflict is that they hate each other. <laughs> and they're like, I would call this the genre of like adventure rom-com or like international kind of rom-com. Like, I, it's like an escapist. I think they wanted to make it an adventure rom-com. I did. I'd agree with that. And they just didn't like, they kind of committed. It's like you have to step away from your life to reevaluate your life kind of a rom-com yeah you know you come up with a good name for that or like a vacation vacation room i don't know we'll work on a name but i get what you're saying yeah i think that that is worth kind of trying to like fool's gold is an adventure rom-com yeah but this is more of like a vacation escapist rom-com fish out of water Nah, not really. Yeah, kind of a fish kind out of water. She doesn't yeah. know really the the country. And yeah, all but that. they also go on an extended Canterbury Tales mm. kind of a Canterbury Tales rom com. <laughs> yeah, the travel. It's like a travel. Yeah, maybe a travel rom com. Travel. Maybe that's a good one. Yeah, because they'd all kind of a, a travel romantic comedy would kind of follow the same beats of being in places you're not familiar with. We should that. do How Stella Got Her Groove Back. I don't know if that's a rom. I guess that's a rom. I think that's the point of this podcast, Sarah, is to talk about if it is. Because that's isn't. like a vacation escapist. I've never seen it. I haven't either, <laughs> but I want to. Uh, maybe that'll have to be Angela one we Bassett do Bassett is hot. Okay, so we've got we got our meet cute. <laughs> they should keep them apart. They we, don't like each other. Yeah. She has to get. To, she wants to propose to someone else. Yeah, and then things keep getting in her way. The soundtrack was a lot of fun. I found myself yeah. singing along to it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Gals, so good. That's also, I have a special place in my heart for that song because of It's a Wonderful Life. When Jimmy Stewart is singing it mm-hmm. to uh, Mary. Mary. And they're singing it and then she he steps on her robe and she jumps and hides in the bush because she's naked. So good. Um and then Dream a Little Dream of Me, the Mamas and the Papas. And then the Neil Young, But Only Love Can Break Your Heart. But it was sung by like a kind of indie woman voice, really slowly, but only love. And I was like, that's kind of annoying, but I kind of like it. So I guess I'm into it. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then there's like a Colby Calais song and Snow Patrol. And I was like, all right, this is very 2010. I'm. I'm down. What's funny is to look at the actual soundtrack as though you were going to buy it. Uh, not not any of those songs are in it. What? <laughs> Would you well, like, and fuck that. Let me read you through some of them. <clears throat> Anna's theme. Great. I'm in. Daklin's Walk. Uh, yes. Morning on the Boston Common. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Offering the Clatter Ring. Oh. Settling the Bill. <laughs> Jeez. So... I don't know. Maybe they didn't get the rights really to exciting. make a soundtrack. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking as I was watching it. It did. It had like a mixture of kind of generic Irish music slipped in. Yeah, with there's a actual... lot of Irish music yeah. in there too. But that's how it differs from My Best Friend's Wedding because mm. they got Ray Charles yeah. and Tony Bennett and all those good songs. Yeah, Dionne Warwick. Am I right or no, am I right? You are. You are right in this instance, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Location. It's oh, extremely yeah. important. Yeah, this wouldn't work. Obviously. Yeah. Ireland. Is there a montage? 
No. I can't think of one. No. I don't think there is whatsoever. And this yeah. this could have been a good opportunity. Well, the cooking. Yeah, cooking. They're when they're making the dinner. Okay. They're pseudo. When he kills the chicken. Yeah, and they're pseudo montage of them like in the kitchen and he's showing her how to uh, make the, the stew vine. or whatever. Yeah. Coca I'd say that's vine. the closest we get, but it was forgettable. The yeah. fact that neither of us remember it would be yeah. pretty indicative it's of it's forgettable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the sassy side friend is Sweet D. Yeah, obviously. yeah, but she's barely in it. She doesn't give a good speech. She, yeah, she really didn't fulfill. And, and what really stinks, though, and I've, well, we'll get, I have an idea. She could have been amazing in this. And they just gave yeah. her, they gave her nothing to work with. She was, yeah. it almost felt like in the movie, in the, it almost felt like her part was meant to be bigger and then got cut or something. It probably did. Cause it, cause she served no purpose yeah. ultimately. Yeah. I, I mean, really, you could, I know, ju- she's just there. Yeah. She just told her that her husband or her boyfriend had gone to a jewelry store, basically. Yeah, and I and in she twenty was fueling the traditional values. Well, in twenty ten, Caitlin Olson. That's kind of when she's starting to get a little bigger with Sunny, I think. So, yeah. like, she, you know, she probably wasn't crazy expensive to get then, but she was enough where you probably wanted to use her. She so was I wonder. Pretty popular by then. Well, yeah. So I wonder if she didn't have a bigger role and it got cut yeah. down for whatever reason. I guess Could they be. had to really hit that hour forty minutes. The jobs of the protagonist. She's a stager. And he is a bar owner. Yeah. I feel like that's... Which is pretty apropos. Yeah, the guy having kind of a sloppy, lackadaisical mm-hmm. job and the girl having something very together. Gerard Butler job. Yeah. But her job isn't all Can we that... please only call bartenders Gerard Butler jobs now? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Anything set in the British Isles is also a Gerard Butler job. <laughs> right? <laughs> Poor Gerard. I really, when we go to the UK next summer, I really hope we see him. Apparently, he's all around Scotland. He still lives in Scotland. Are you serious? Like, you think he's just going to be walking around? They saw him. My co they, they my, yeah. my former co workers, co worker took her class of students to see, uh, to go to Scotland and they saw him on the street. Wow. Mm hmm. Cool. So I will too. That would be awesome. <laughs> when I'm on my Outlander tour. Aw, that would be a great time all around. I know. And then we go on a Scotch tour. Two things that Brian isn't really into. <laughs> but Sarah is. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> Scotch. Who? I mean, like, that's a that's not my fault that my husband isn't into Scotch. That's a more traditionally male thing yeah, to yeah. be into. Yeah, you would. So. Maybe this will grow. He'll grow an appreciation for it yeah. after this. Mm, probably not. He doesn't like straight liquor. No. But I'm a fan of. Bur- I'll go on a bourbon tour. I'll go on a scotch tour. Bourbon tours. I did a bourbon trail thing once, and it was surprisingly boring. Oh. To be honest. Well, because what you don't not enough bourbon. Am I right? Well, that was actually it. It's because <laughs> all the they have to wait to cross the county. All, well, all the no, all the distilleries are like. 30 to 40 minutes to an hour away from each other and every single one the tour is like 30 minutes then you get booze it's not like there's a bar on premise you only get a tasting so really like we didn't bring booze in the uh the limo thing well it wasn't a limo Mm. it's a van but we didn't bring booze for whatever reason like we just didn't know what we were doing Mm. and so it'd be like okay we got a buzz at this one let's drive to the next one uh probably two three years ago for a buddy's bachelor it's a buddy's bachelor party okay yeah it's just a small buddy's bachelor party and it was fun enough but like it really wasn't because then after you do like two to three distilleries you get the gist of how it's made yeah you know there's these oak barrels 
Yeah, and so after that, <laughs> we it, put the liquor in them. Well, ba- yeah, basically, and so after that, ours point, is special because we do blah blah. blah. Well, no, exactly, and so maybe you might get five minutes each tour that's a little different, mm-hmm. but it really falls squarely on how entertaining the tour guide is, and some of them. But like, can you taste the smoke? Out. Um, that's too bad. I will say this: the Woodford Reserve one, the tour was not particularly good, but where they do the tasting is like in the barrel house or whatever, and it's mm. not lit at all. So it's like, oh. and they lead you down this long table Dude, that's in, in the middle. Oh yeah, it it was very spooky. It was like they lead you down the middle of this thing, and there's this really narrow table with all your shots laid out in front of you already. Huh. And so that was neat. Kind they of roofied them all. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, Sarah, was this a romantic comedy? Well, wait, we've still got physical comedy. Uh, any cameos? Physical comedy for sure. They're falling down hills and the stepping in the cow the, ploop, poop. Ploop. Yes, and the bloop. The car, and the car <laughs> goes into the pond, and Louie, mm-hmm. and they're rifling through her bras. Yep. Uh, I didn't, well, John Lithgow. Yeah, but I call. Maybe a cameo. I'd call that. He was just in it. Yeah. It would be great if at their housewarming party, like Neil deGrasse Tyson just walked by, like, <laughs> just at the party. Yeah. That would be awesome. But he wasn't actually cast in the movie. He just was, <laughs> he was like in that there. apartment. Yeah. Do you know that he was a stripper? What? <laughs> Do you know this? No. All right. I'll have to double check this. An astrophysicist this, stripper? I'll have to double check this because I'll edit it out wow. if not. But I am almost positive I've read this that when he was in. Did he keep his mustache? When he was either in undergrad or graduate school to pay for it, he stripped Whoa. once or two times at like a bachelorette party. I'm going to have to double check that, but I'm almost positive about that. You must not have a hairy butt. Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson almost became a male stripper to pay for school, but after seeing the dancers soak their jock straps in lighter fluid and set them ablaze to great balls of fire one night, he decided to become a math tutor instead. Yeah, no, I like my version of the story better. Me too. Okay. Now are we done with the list? Can we see if if this is a romantic comedy? Well, yeah. It definitely is. Yeah, I'd agree. It for sure is. Because again, and there's no question. There's romance and comedy, and it's all hinging on that. It's just the. This is where it differs from. I mean, even 27 dresses, you have to have a light touch. Yeah. You can't get too heavy handed in there. It's not a drama. Yeah. And like, like Mamma Mia casting. Meryl Streep, she's too serious. Yeah. Matthew Good is too serious. Even Amy Adams. I mean, I know she was still starting out at that point. And she'd just done Enchanted and she was doing more light stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like you need a lighter touch. That director needed a lighter touch. But it was fun. I liked the. I liked being in Ireland. I liked the kind of travel part of it. And I liked all the actors. Yeah. It was definitely a romantic comedy. There's no two ways about that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'd agree with your assessment. It was just a little dark at times. It felt hurried for me. I mean, okay, yes, definitely romantic comedy. Did There's something I, heavy about it? Yeah, I think that honestly, I felt like the tones. Just watching it, it felt dark a lot, hmm. and fast, but dark and fast. He, okay, he, here though, because I didn't like it, I was thinking how what could be tweaked in it to make it better and really make it Laura like Dern. well no not Laura Dern yet <laughs> um no I would replace and I from what you said I think we're gonna agree on a lot of this I would I would keep Amy Adams I think she can be good at it yeah. but I would replace uh I would, Matthew good. I would replace Matthew Good with Chris O'Dowd 
I think he oh, would be a lot more entertaining. That would be so fun. Yeah, yeah. You slap him in because he's uh, a, he can do yes. the same shtick. You need a comedian, not but a, a lot, dra- dramatic actor. Yeah, but yeah. a lot more lighthearted. And literally, I would That'd keep... That would be so fun. Uh, he is the only actor I would change in this entire thing. Yeah. I would keep everyone else the same. Director, I would put in Anne Fletcher of 27 Dresses. I think she would add a lightheartedness yeah. to a this levity. again. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, and the only thing that I'd really change in the plot, but it would actually be a pretty massive thing to change in the plot, is I want Kate Olsen to come with her on the trip. Ooh. And then the what? whole... And then... No, no. But then the whole trip, uh, Kate Olsen would be... Um, like trying to be at the pubs and trying to make friends. So like she'd always, you know, they'd hit like a new town or at the wedding, like at the wedding scene, she would be in the background. You'd see her interacting hmm. and in the background be doing goofy stuff or like it when they were make the, her feel safer too, like traveling with this dude. Yeah. And I don't think it would impair them because it would be Caitlin Olson would from the get go, make it clear. Like I'm here the on vacation. The only weird thing though mm-hmm. would be, yeah, I'm here on vacation would be good. Would be, um, they wouldn't be forced to share a hotel room together. Well, Sarah, I think I have an answer to that. Caitlin Olson would be either in that instance, because we'd make sure that there were actually two rooms available yeah. instead of just one. And then she would either A, be super pushy, and I, but I don't think we'd go that route. I think what we'd go with really is that- you really drunk and pass out over the bed. Boom, goes yeah. the dynamite. That's exactly. Good. And then, she, But she'd be, have to be doing the thing where it's like a twin- you know, like it would yeah. be a twin bed or a twin bed and he'd be like, you know, okay, well, this is my room. And she'd pass out in the twin bed and there'd be no additional room. And then the other room would be one that the two of them were uh, going to share with yeah, a queen yeah, in it yeah, or yeah. whatever. Good call. So then that would make them have to good be together. Call. And we'd be mm-hmm. right back where we kind of started. That's good. So I think that's a way you yeah, can you can add right. a lot to this movie without changing a whole ton. It lightens yeah. it up a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it opens it up to a lot more Caitlin Olsen and sassy best friend. And it does make it seem a lot less creepy for this random woman traveling abroad that doesn't seem like she's ever done it making terrible decisions like I'm gonna get in this van with some weirdos there's nothing okay about that yeah I agree okay so that's what I would I think they should have taken Caitlin Olsen and then met up back up with them yeah. at the next bar but she's like totally cool with it and yeah. nothing and it's not creepy it's just like oh yeah, yeah. no these are my boys yeah. now like, be funny. like just sweet dean it up yeah but again make it very clear that like she's there on vacation and she has next she's to there for a good time yeah and she has like next to no input on the plot until maybe like at the end she gets to give some kind of speech about like yeah listen man i'm out here having fun chasing my dream if that's like this is what makes me happy yeah. if that's guy was makes you happy like go do it yeah you know that could be a good mm-hmm. little speech and i think she could probably probably give a very good sassy best friend speech definitely <sighs> i agree yeah and laura dern could replace john lithgow and be a hot mess of a mom oh i would love to see laura dern be a hot mess of a mom mm-hmm. she'd be good at it we love you laura or she could have her mom who like remarried someone else and is like super obsessed with like materialistic shit. Mm. And like, that's like her mom and dad are like foils for each other. Yeah. Mm? Mm? That could work. You better get that ring. You know, something weird like that. Would you want to see Laura doing that though? You haven't seen big little lies. Okay. I haven't. Is that what she, yeah, she's an intense man. She's like a CEO. Oh, okay. When she's also like a mother tiger mom kind of situation in Monterey, California. 
She's not fucking around. All right. That's all I got in my notes. What about you? Well, what's the number that you're putting in it? (laughs) See, that's the thing. It hits all the marks. I just... And I know this isn't a... But it doesn't have the levity. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Maybe... Yeah. Add that as uh, an element. It's like a joie de vie. Yeah, or a lightheartedness to it. Because that is definitely something. These movies can be serious. Like, You've Got Mail was definitely more serious, mm-hmm. but it was still, you didn't get bogged down and it didn't feel dark. And for whatever reason, this yeah. just was bogged down, like you said. Um, I hate rating it so high, but really, I'd give it. It's like an eight. No one's ever going to confuse this for something that isn't a romantic comedy. The only points yeah. I would take away are like I was going to say eight. Like you said, the the levity of it, the fact that there was really no side friend or any other side character that really played into that relationship, other than the two of them, and that is kind of a, a real defining mark of a romantic comedy. It's like some sort of third person playing into. Like yeah, like a sassy side friend, basically. Oh, like okay. there be like it seems like there has to be some sort of third person playing <laughs> into that relationship, giving advice, and we just call it a sassy side friend. But yeah, I'd even take you know Jonathan Lithgow giving some advice at some point. Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> can't call him by his full you Christian good name. Friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sarah, I am friends with John Lithgow, oh. and I was going to bring him to your party, but now oh. I'm not. If only. Wonder what he would take if his house was burning. <laughs> what would Jonathan Lithgow take? <laughs> Jonathan Lithgow. <laughs> Probably his Tony Award. I like to believe that he would just. He has a Tony. I think so. Nice. I like to think that he would just take the Third Rock from the Sun box set. Oh no, I'm wrong. You know what he would take? Obviously, his signed copy of Cliffhanger. He did a an, an accent in that movie for absolutely no reason. He's received two Tony Awards, six Emmys, two Golden Globes. Uh, wow. He Guess how old he is? Now? Uh-huh. 76. 72. Ooh, sorry, John. Nothing. Yeah, he played... Um, D'Artagnan? No, he played... Fuck. He's the... God damn it. The Bulldog of England. Um, oh, uh, 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 Churchill. Yes. Winston Churchill. Oh, in The Queen. In The Crown. Or Crown. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, but why? I mean, he's really good, but he's not British. And he doesn't really look all that much like Churchill. He's not heavy and short. So I'm like, yeah. Maybe he You're just relying has a, completely on your acting chops here. Maybe he just know. has a really, really good agent. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Of... So we're both saying about an eight on this, but that it could be. Yeah, I would put an, an eight. It's too. an eight, but not based on quality again. Just if it's a romantic comedy, which no one's thinking this is anything else. Right. Yeah, but it had so it had so much potential, and there's still could, yeah. there's still something there with the right people. Ireland. Yeah. Oh, well. In March, we should do another Irish. Let's do it. That would be fun. Or a Leap Day William situation. It would, it would be a real March With the gills. <laughs> <laughs> so, Everyone wear yellow and blue. So did you... He jumps out of the Marianas Trench. So how long did it make it into that episode before you realized it, was just, it wasn't just something you didn't know about, but they were actually making oh, it Oh, I nonsense. knew it right away. Okay, because I Googled it. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no! I genuinely had to Google at the end of that episode. Like, I'm pretty sure they're just making Leap up some Day nonsense. But I looked up is Leap Day William a thing? <laughs> and uh, my Leap sister William and her friends have been celebrating it because it's so hilarious. So they wear like blue top hats <laughs> and like what do they do? You give somebody. What do you give some candy? I don't remember. Something candy related. It's so funny. Well, Sarah, if someone disagrees with us or wants to talk about Leap Day William and their love of Leap Day William, where can they shoot you an email? Rom, com, com. Wait. Mail. (laughs) (laughs) I got excited. Mail at romcomcom.com. And if they want to check out our Instagram to see photos of us doing fun things like drinking or memes that i've found online yeah but i also us drinking that delicious yogurt beverage yeah, cult. earlier yeah yeah cult where would they look for that on instagram maybe it's yakult i don't know yakult um romcomcom dot com on instagram <laughs> what everything i'm looking at a picture of leap day william actually I'm we should lo- probably put that on instagram Le- kenneth is leap day william yeah yeah or the older guy or or jim carrey pretty much anybody is leap day william what about your what about your sister is leap day william that was her friend oh well that's sweet too well sarah as always i want to thank this is my suitcase for allowing us to use their song love off the keys to cat heaven uh for our intro and outro theme again they're on itunes they're on Bandcamp. check them out um and all their side projects too i know uh, one of them classical baby is doing some stuff i know they're making like some uh, kid songs the joe from this is my suitcase is making some kid songs there van dale mary lynn i think has some stuff come out so please check those out excellent bands here in the columbus area so thanks guys and Sarah I had fun I had fun too this wasn't an entirely great movie but it did have some belly laughs it was good and talking to you was just as delightful as always always I look forward to talking to you next week or this week at your party (laughs) happy leap day happy leap day bye Smile. Show me that thing.